Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. I'm sitting today with a beautiful woman who resides in Mexico at the moment, a woman who I have admired for a long time, watching her grow, watching her teach and share and the various programs that she is actively involved in. From working with um, people from disadvantaged backgrounds to mentoring um, on Michael Neal's Supercoach Academy, I'd like to introduce you to a beautiful woman, a mother, a coach, and um, a well-rounded human being as far as I'm concerned. Maruna Galan. Maruna, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jackie. It really is an honour to be here with you. <laughs> thank you, Maruna. It's really sweet. You know, and, and often with these podcasts, you know, the conversations actually start before we begin to record. And it got to a point where Marina and I were talking and I said, no, no, wait, wait, I want to talk about this on, on the podcast. Marina was commenting that she, she loves the name of the podcast, Unashamedly Human. And I was explaining to her that these podcasts that I'm creating to share with you guys are created from a space that there's nothing I want to teach you. And I don't want my guests, I don't encourage them to teach you anything either. I just want them, I want them and I want me to share the ordinariness of this understanding in our day-to-day lives. Spirituality is often perceived as something that is, that is out there, that it's, it's something different. Um, but what we're pointing you towards is, is the essence that's within you, the being, the spiritual nature of the human being. And as we talked, and I mentioned Unashamedly Human, Berina commented that the name is, is so good because culturally there seems to be a lot of shame at the moment. And I'd love you to expand on that, Marina, please. Thank you, Jackie. Well, it seems to me like with all the self-help culture out there, um, there, is, there is like an under, undercurrent of understanding that we are not good enough. There is always a sense that we are not good enough. And it seems to be linked to our humanness. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be an invitation to become superhuman and super people and super mothers and super couples and super friends and super everything. And, and there is just such a relief in understanding the beauty of humanness, of simple humanness. I was talking with someone a few days ago and they were they were wondering about what the relationship with life could be where it required nothing else from you. Mm. And 
And it seems to me that this is an invitation that goes to the very depths of our soul and our nature and allows us to see and understand at a very deep level that we are enough and there is nothing that we need to accomplish or prove in order to be here. Mm. There is nothing that needs to change in order for life to accept us. We have already been accepted by life. Life has already presented the invitation mm. and we have responded to it. But isn't it curious, Marina, that, you know, you mentioned the self-help industry. You know, as a confessed self-help addict, yeah, you know, more self-help books than, than some of the major bookstores or Amazon probably I, I have in my house. Mm-hmm. That constant searching, searching for an answer outside of ourselves and finding little strategies and little ways of changing our behaviour through doing and then recognising that there's more. You know, first of all, you feel as though there's more to do because you feel kind of ashamed that you, you that you're not the perfect mother, that you're you're not the perfect employee, that you're you're not handling life the way that you think you're meant to handle life. So the shame and the guilt becomes attached to the stories that you're telling yourself about who you are and who you're not. And then after coming across this understanding of the principles that we talk about, it's recognising that none of that matters. None of it. That there's nothing, nothing you nor I nor anybody else can do externally that we can't do a thousand times better internally. (laughs) Absolutely. I remember a teacher of mine commenting many years ago, the process is already complete. Mm. It is just a realization of that truth. Yeah. Yeah. And in that sense, it is really only ever a remembering. Mm -hmm. But as you were talking about internally and externally, you made me think of, an experience I had with my three sons a couple of years ago. And uh, we, were, we were all sitting around a table playing a, a game board, a board game. And um, they had to build train tracks to connect European cities. And at some point, the little one leaned forward to take something and, you know, the others could see his cards. And they noticed that the cities that he was connecting were not the cities that were in his cards. So they started shouting, you know, (laughs) and, and he panicked and he started defending himself saying, no, 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 no. I'm not cheating. You know, I'm, I'm keeping my turn and I am buying my tracks and I am doing everything the way it's supposed to be. I'm just not competing against you guys because I want to connect. Lisbon and Vladivostok. (laughs) And they were like, no, but if you do not connect the cities that are in your cards, you will not be able to 
get any points, win any points. And he kept saying, you know, like, I don't, I don't need to win any points. I just want to connect Vladivostok and Lisbon. And at some point, you know, it was heated enough for them to turn around and say, Mom, intervene somehow, you know. <laughs> so I, I took the instruction manual of the game and I started reading through it. And sure enough, it was clear as daylight, you know, the goal of the game is to connect the cities that are yeah. in your card. <laughs> and, but then I, I, I stopped them and, and we started having this conversation about how, you know, we have so many games in this house and all the games have different stories and different apparent goals. But the real goal of every game is just to sit us around a table so we can have a good time. And then they started seeing, you know, the real goal of the game mm. and how when the real goal of the game was present, the made-up goal of the game was not that fixed, that mm. rigid, and you could play a little bit with it. And it became a really beautiful conversation regarding all the made-up goals we have in life and how the real goal of the game, the real objective of life, happens with or without you. Mm. Regardless of what you accomplish or you don't. How life is already getting everything it needs from you, regardless of the experiences you are having. Mm. That's beautiful. You know, as a family, we couldn't sit around the table and play board games because my husband was so competitive that I had to stop it because it, the kids would get so upset at him. Um, and it's interesting now that when my, um, my eldest daughter plays with her, her boyfriend's family, that we see that in her, that she's incredibly competitive. I love that, Marina. What a beautiful, beautiful way to learn about the real nature of life, yeah. about connectedness, and they're not, there's no rules. Every single rule that is made up by man is, is a concept, it's an idea. Exactly. I mean, the discussion with my kids that day ended with one of them saying, why don't they explain that in the, in the manual? It would be so much more fun. <laughs> it absolutely would be more fun. But you know, so even in that as well, Marina, it's like the way that your younger son was playing, there was this gorgeous playfulness about it. He had his blinkers on. He wasn't caring what anybody else was doing. This is what he wanted to do. And he was having fun doing it. Yet the other two were comparing and contrasting what, what everybody else was doing and they were having a judgment on it. Mm -hmm. And you see that, don't you, throughout humanity, how when people play that kind of game in the game of life, exactly. it causes suffering, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, the conversation has continued in the sense that, well, if you... if if we are all going to play the game, you know, and we are going to have fun with it, we need to consider which rules we are going to respect and which ones we are not going to. But as soon as any of it turns into suffering for anyone, 
the rules are held lightly. Yeah. And there, and then the, the space opens up for, like you said, find that connectedness again. Mm-hmm. Find that common ground again. And it has allowed them to approach not only games, but mm-hmm. life itself. So, with so much more freedom. Mm-hmm. It really is, because that's what I was going to ask you next, was like, where else is this? Ha- do you see this happening elsewhere mm-hmm. in life? Because that's a universal really isn't it you know that's the kind of thing that in your mind just drops the dominoes the stories all just start to disappear because it just cuts across everything if there are no rules then what next exactly so in in that sense this understanding brings so much clarity around what is real and what is made up Mm. Yeah. I often wonder, you know, as if, in, if, you know, as a family, that if I hadn't come across this understanding, what would life be like? <laughs> you know, and, and, and I wonder about it for about a nanosecond and I get a picture and I think, no, no, it's okay. I'm so glad I'll just not go there. <laughs> Okay, so it's not it's not that much of a wondering. Then. <laughs> it's not that much of a wondering. <laughs> you know, as a mom, you know, and you know, I have three daughters, and you have three wonderful sons. I love the pictures, you know, that, that you post of your boys. It's just wonderful. Thank you. You know, as a, as a mom, this understanding—I mean, it's changed my life significantly, and. I tried to teach my kids it and it didn't work out too well. And so just by, (laughs) I'm sure you recognize that, just by living, living this understanding, it's amazing to me, Marina, that that I see them changing. So I see them in situations where previously they would have behaved in a certain way and they're behaving completely differently, but with no formal teaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jackie. I think for me, there were two moments that completely transformed the way I understood motherhood. Mm -hmm. And the first one was when I realized that my only job was to love them. Yeah. Through whatever they experienced through whatever life threw at them, Mm -hmm. through whatever, through whichever way life found to form them, Mm -hmm. to raise them. It takes care of that. Mm -hmm. And the second one was the moment I, I saw that the only thing I wanted to teach them was that the answers were inside them. Mm-hmm. That they had everything they needed. And I see those two kind of like two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Because if they have everything they need and I can 
maybe, hopefully, point them back to that, then there is nothing else for me to do but love them. Yeah. Discover them. That's beautiful. And, and <laughs> it's beautiful because I, I remember one, one of the, the moments for me, Marina, where I really saw that, that my understanding of life had really deepened. I was, I was sitting with the girls and they, they were about sort of 21, 19 and 17 at the time. And we were just sitting in our, our living room chatting. And I looked at them and it was almost as if we started the conversation and I was the mum and they were my children. And then as the conversation deepened and we were just talking about what they were up to and what they were doing and, you know, the whole, the whole tempo and the feeling in the room started to change because, because of that feeling of love. And the next thing, the next fresh thought that came to mind was, it was like we were just all human beings sitting together. So it wasn't parent and, and child, it was just human beings. And then all of a sudden it was just like, souls marina there was no labels there was no differentiation and and that is the way it is for us it has never changed from that point and to be able to see your children as souls who are on their journey their journey of discovery my parenting has turned into not parenting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just kind of turned into sort of pointing, like you say. You know, if the girls call me and they're like, oh, mum, what should I do about this? I'm like, you know what to do. You might just be a wee bit tired just now, but sleep on it. You, you know, you, you'll recognise what it is you're meant to do. So these late night phone calls became less and less and less as they understood, Marina, that they had what they needed to make the decisions that they want to make. And as a mum, knowing that, that my mortal self isn't always going to be here, what a gift to give your children that they know they've got it. They've got everything they need, just as you described. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I keep telling them, you know, I have absolutely no idea of the world that you are going to live in as an adult. Yeah, it's going to be like so. How on earth can I pretend to know what you need? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's another thing about this understanding. You know, it, as the labels fall away, you find such humility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, such a gift. Yeah, for me, for me, the humility is really mixed with humour when you recognise what you're what you're trying to do. But there's no point, you know. It's 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 fascinating. It really is fascinating. So, Marina, you know, what kind of work are you doing at the moment? You know, it's sort of. I know before you were working with, with people in disadvantaged areas. Is that work still ongoing? I know you're bringing the principles to the Spanish-speaking community, which is just awesome. Something I'd love yeah, to well, that's, that's the idea. I mean, yes, I work with communities and with schools and with all sorts of community projects that I, that I really, really enjoy. Mm. But I... <clears throat> 
I realized a few months back that if I really wanted to bring this into Spanish, I, I, I needed to just give more. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting in touch with anybody in the world that was teaching or talking about this in Spanish. And I organized a series, a series of webinars every couple of weeks, like free webinars online. And oh, we've been going at it for nine months now. So it's, it's starting to, that is starting to create a beautiful community around this. And um, I am about to start a podcast with, mm-hmm. with a friend in Spanish as well, Excellent. both for Latin America and Spain, but also for the Spanish-speaking community mm-hmm. in the U.S., where he is. And we are very, very excited about that. Oh, I'm excited for you. That's so needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, like you said, it's not a teaching. It's just a sharing. And the more we can put out there for people to get in touch with, for people to find, to stumble across, mm-hmm. to, the better. I mean, there is, There is absolutely nothing that I would like more than to see this everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. The last corner of Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that, and I hold open meetings here at home as well. And I run this Facebook group that started as a as a support group for the very first group I, I taught of eight people. And now it has over a thousand people sharing every day and discussing and asking questions, etc. So that, and I have the immense pleasure of working with Michael as well, which is phenomenal. And I really, really am interested right now when working in this area, in Querétaro, mm-hmm. you know, with business and just do as much as I can, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Do as much as I can. You know, I remember when I, when, I, when I started learning this, when I started studying this, I, I, I never thought I would be teaching or sharing or coaching with it. It was, mm-hmm. it was completely personal. Mm-hmm. But then life had other plans and it, it started pushing me into, into this. And I was terrified at some point. So I made a deal with life and I said, okay, any opportunity that comes highlighted in yellow, you know, that I cannot <laughs> miss. I will say yes to. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, that has guided my path, I guess would be a word. But in the end, the, the vision is just to get this out there as much as I can. Yeah. You know, to be honest, Marina, I, 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 I see that in what you're doing. 
And I see that in so many of us that have created podcasts and online courses and do webinars and are, are reaching out to people with free resources that say, have a listen, perhaps you'll hear something. But there's this gorgeous non-attachment to it. It's not, I hope you hear something and then buy my course. You know, like you hear in other <laughs> podcasts and webinars and things, it's kind of like, look, here's a grain of truth. If you hear something in this, what you do with it is entirely up to you. Absolutely. You know, and I, I love, I love that. I love that. To me, that's, that's true sharing from your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's not a business transaction because I'm not expecting anything back. I don't even care if people like it or comment on it because, you know, <laughs> anything I do. In fact, when I put Facebook posts up, I actually turn off the notification settings because, I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sharing me. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's great too because... We all have our own unique flavour that we're bringing to the world and we're all sharing what we've seen in our life and we all have our own unique way of sharing this understanding. Some people share from the heart, some people share simply, some people share quite intellectually. Some people just, you know, they show up as themselves and, and, and share the way that they're meant to in that particular moment of time. And I don't care who's doing what, because everybody is wakening people up in their own way. And surely that's the goal of them, a more awakened society who understand how they work from the inside out. Exactly. Exactly. There are two things in what you are saying that resonate really, really deeply in me and one of them is the non-attachment to the result Mm. and I think what what really changed that for me was when I saw that we were all in this together yeah there was no me when I when I understood the the oneness of it all yeah there is no giving and, and having back or getting back. There is just movement. There is just sharing. And in a, in a way, I had a very interesting relationship with trust a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, it was all about trust. My journey was all about trusting life and trusting myself and trusting others and and one day, I suddenly saw just how much future and how much preference there was in trust. Yeah. And so I sat for a few weeks or months wondering what trust without future and preference looked like. And I realized that all that was left was just an offering of myself to the moment. And in that way, that affected not being attached to the results completely. 
because there was no result beyond offering myself to this moment right now. Mm-hmm. And that brought absolute faith that the exchange was taking place one way or another. Yeah. It didn't have to look the way I thought it had to look. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, there's this sentence in a song I really like that says, there is no way of failing when you give like I give. Mm-hmm. You see? And the other bit that really resonates is what you are sharing is just a nugget of truth. I ran into a quote a few years ago that said, if you bring forward the truth that is inside you, that truth will save you. And it moves other people too, doesn't it, Marina? I I am constantly blown away by how (laughs) me sharing how... (laughs) <laughs> incredibly dorky and awkward and shy and anxious I was oh come on oh, yes. oh my god you should have met me years ago honestly you know how that shifts people I had a call with a young woman yesterday I, I just started working with her and I asked her because she said she'd done it she'd done an online course and she said um you know I know about this, these principles and I'm like oh, great because I don't and I'm teaching it <laughs> I'm like, tell me what you know. So she, she told me what she knew, and I just said, look, can I share what I know to be true? And in that sharing of what I knew to be true, and you know this, Marina, you've no clue what you're going to say, but all of a sudden you're saying things, but you're saying the right things for the right person at the right time that you probably haven't said to someone else for a very long time, and they're agreeing with you, and they're like, oh my God, that's so like me. And you're like, how did I, I don't know that, somebody else knows that. I don't know that. And so you see people shifting. And at the end of it, she said to me, she says, oh, Jackie, that was, that was really beautiful, and we've got more calls to have together, coaching calls to have together. And she says, it must be really lovely for you when you hear that your clients have heard something like I've heard just now. And I said to her, I don't even think about it because it's not me, it's you. Exactly. And people are shocked by that. Do you find that, Marina, that that people are shocked by that? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the thing, and that takes us back to the unashamedly human. Everything out there is just about reinforcing the self, reinforcing Mm -hmm. the I, Mm -hmm. reinforcing my self. Yeah. And when we fall into this space of truth, it's completely the opposite. Yeah. And so it is shocking. But it is human. Yes. It is human and it is paradoxical and it is not understandable rationally. But that is what unashamedly human ultimately is. Yeah. A surrendering of oneself (laughs) for something way larger that is truly animating, bringing to life all this. And allowing yourself to be informed by that on a constant basis. 
and you know just letting go of yourself enough to not need for it to make sense and just open your mouth and say whatever comes yeah now, i remember this one time i was working with a woman and the only thing that kept coming up was zucchini and i it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, oh, come on, give me something else. You know, like, zucchini and zucchini. So I just had to say, I said, I'm really sorry. And I hope you don't think this is disrespectful in any way. But have you considered zucchini? <laughs> and she popped. She, she stopped and she went absolutely quiet. And she saw. I have absolutely no idea of what she saw, but it made absolute sense to her. And again, like you say, that was so not on me. <laughs> oh, God. That is the kind of one you're like, where did that come from? And what training course did I get? You know, where did I hear that in a training course? And then this is the paradox, isn't it? Is that Nobody can give you a blueprint for sharing this understanding. Nobody. No one. And that's what's so beautiful about it is that, as you said, surrendering. But there isn't a doing in the surrendering. When we completely understand how we're creating our experience of life moment to moment through the gifts of mind, thought and consciousness... That, that thought stream, that, that internal chatter, just, just quietens down. And in that quietening down is the, the surrendering of the ideas, of the judgments, of the stories, of our conditioning. Mm-hmm. As we settle into our true self, the point where there's no need for a filter to, to protect what you're going to say because if you had felt uncomfortable you'd never have said zucchini oh god no imagine that <laughs> <laughs> but it's that Jackie no, so it's, the, it's the having seen it enough times to say oh god yes let this happen through me you know and mm-hmm. as it happens through me it will inevitably be tainted by my flavour mm-hmm. and that will dictate where it goes yeah. But other than that, there is absolutely no need of me in the equation. Yeah. And that's so interesting when you look at that compared to other forms of coaching and counseling, isn't it? <laughs> I, I had a conversation yesterday with a, a very, very young wee girl. She was only 12. And she was telling me that she'd seen counsellors and whatever. And um, they were all giving her labels. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. And I don't know if you can remember back to when you were about 12 years old. You're so unsure of your identity. And, you know, we all are. We're trying to figure out who we are. We're trying on different masks to determine, you know, am I this person? Am I that person? But most of us didn't have labels imposed on us. So this young woman has had someone impose all sorts of labels on her about who she is and who she is not. And we talked for a while. 
And I said, you know, the funny thing about labels is <laughs> labels only belong on clothes and produce in supermarkets. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't belong in a human being. And she laughed and she says, you know, I don't have anxiety. And I said, no, you don't. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and it's understanding that the people who are seeing that other people have these labels of mental ill health are innocently doing the best they can do with their level of understanding and having compassion for that. Do you find that too? It's, It's not about blame that somebody's doing something wrong or... It's just about realizing the misunderstanding that they're living in. And in realizing the misunderstanding, <clears throat> there is the realization of innocence. Yeah. Yeah. And that just opens a door of compassion. Mm-hmm. Wide open. Yeah. yeah. And the, the fact, <laughs> the fact that I will forget again. Yeah. <laughs> humanity. Oh God, that opens the doors of compassion even wider. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like I am going to be lost in twenty-two seconds tops. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, humor. Yeah, humor, humor all the way, Marina. But there's also so much learning, isn't there? You know, when you do get lost and you do get caught up in stuff, and then you're like, oh my God. I didn't see that. I wasn't present. Why was I not present and conscious of what was going on? Then you recognize you were maybe tired or you needed to have a drink or you were hungry or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. I used to hate getting lost. I used to judge myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wanted to be perfect, did you? Oh, yes, of course. Go on. (laughs) Tacky. You know, I wanted to be perfectly human. That was the whole point. But then I very slowly realized that it was the greatest gift of all. Because it really showed me so clearly the edge of my understanding Mm. and the possibility of seeing beyond that. Yeah. And it became kind of it became kind of a game of hide and seek uh-huh. with love. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I can't see love in the situation, but I know it's there. I just have to keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, there. I, I, I just can't see it yet. Yeah. I love that you brought that up, Marina, because I think so many people do come across this understanding and innocently think that they're just going to live the most perfect lives they've ever had without <laughs> any more hardship or upset or, or turmoil. And this understanding just makes the journey more graceful and more gentle, doesn't it? It, it doesn't, I wouldn't want it to remove anything. I want, I want to be a better human being. I want to evolve. I want to learn because the more that I learn, the more I can share. That for me is, 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 is why I want people to look in the direction of being unashamedly human, to live life and just be who they're meant to be in the now and experience life without judging themselves on 
how well they're doing or how well they're not doing and who's doing something more than them that they're not doing. And oh my goodness, haven't we all been there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, <clears throat> the grace it brings is that what happens inside the board of the game doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. No, it makes being in the prison square of the Monopoly <laughs> so much, so much lighter. You know, you don't, you don't want to miss that. Why would you want to miss that? Yeah. You see? Yeah. It adds to what is actually going on outside mm -hmm. the board game. Yeah. My youngest daughter, um, she's 21 next Tuesday. Um, wow, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulate her for me. I will do, Um She's in Marrakesh at the moment. Her boyfriend took her to Marrakesh for her 21st. Oh, God. I know, right? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, and he, he, took her on, he took her on a hot air balloon ride this morning. You know, you're just like, who is this? You know, you know anyway. She, um, she was wanting to take part in, part in um, a scheme in Scotland where they're trying to find young entrepreneurs to represent Scotland. And she's at university. And so there was maybe about 5,000, 10,000 kids at uni all applied, but there's only like 100 places. So she got through the first round just with her written submission. And then the second round, Marina, she did no work for it. She panicked the night before. I mean, like panic. This is my daughter. All the way. <laughs> Procrastinator. Um, and then I spent three hours that morning coaching her <laughs> I said I'm going to put you on the clock you're costing me money <laughs> but I'm, I'm joking we only spent about an hour together and I was just telling her about herself and about life and how things work and how the people at the interview are actually there to make you feel more relaxed blah 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 so by the end of the call she was just in this amazing space and she went for an interview and she went, Mom, that went really, really, really well. The people liked me. I said, how could they not like you? Because when you're coming from your true nature, you're a fireball. You are just so gorgeous, so open, so kind. Our true nature. And she messaged me this morning from Marrakesh and she said, I've got through, Mom. So she's got one of the hundred places. Congratulations. Um, yeah, really neat. What a cool early birthday gift. Yeah, I know. And I was saying to her, do you know, this is what happens when you show up for life. That every experience that you have had is part of your story. People want to hear your story, Lauren. That's what makes you interesting. That's what makes you unique. Even if you feel that you've messed up, if you've learned from that, then people are interested in that learning. And she said, you know, this whole process she went through, she says, I'll never be nervous like that again, mum. <laughs> you know? And you know, as a mum, it's like, oh, come on, you know? But, but, but she's learning. She's learning about herself. She's learning about life. And I, 
you know, as a parent, your natural instinct is to protect. Yeah. But when we overprotect, we deprive them of this rich experience of life. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And again, it's just pointing them to the fact that it's all already there. Yeah. You just need to find it and realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> one of my sons, he got home from school and I, and I could see that he was, he had something in his mind. He, mm-hmm. Something was going on and I just wanted to make sure that he was all right dealing with it by himself. So I asked him a couple of questions and and he asked me if he could share something with me. And he told me that one of his friends at school had confided in him that she had been molested by her uncle mm. and that she was feeling suicidal and depressed and said that because the uncle was making advances again and yeah. sending messages, etc. And and he said, I panicked, Mom. I panicked because I thought I needed to save her. Mm. And, and I knew I couldn't. Yeah. But then I remembered that I couldn't, but she could. And I had a conversation with her, and she saw what she needed to do. And she didn't want to do it alone, so I told her I would do it with her. I would go with her and talk to this teacher and then said, long story. But it was so amazing to see that those two moments, you know, I panicked because I thought that I needed to save her and I couldn't. And then I saw, I remembered that she could. And, and our ability to bring people back to that, to mm. that there is something in you that knows what you need to do. Mm. And you just need to trust it. You know, I mean, look at newborn babies. You know? yeah. they, they cry and they get what they want and it works. And that's all they can think of doing. <laughs> Imagine if they, if they started doubting it. Yeah. I wouldn't get very far. And it's so simple and so natural and so blatantly human. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's really heartwarming to hear what your son saw, Marina, to have that capacity for fresh thought that supported him and supported his friend so it it lifted the 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 thoughts that he had to take him into a clearer state of mind and in that clearer state of mind he then was able to help someone else it's just it really is the gift that keeps on giving isn't it it really is Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. like you say the more you see about it the more you can actually not only share it, 
but the more you impact the world just by seeing it. Yeah. You know, you can you can be in the last corner in Machu Picchu again. Yeah. And impact the whole universe just because of what you have seen. Marina, mm. this is I could talk to you about another ten hours. <laughs> this has been <laughs> such a beautiful conversation. I'll need to get you back again. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat and it's been lovely to hear how you are and how the family are and, and this beautiful space that, that you're living in and your heart and your mind. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jackie. I am a big fan. And <laughs> yeah, just thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you to you too, Marina. If people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Oi, well, they can... They can pretty much just email me because I don't have a website yet. It hasn't, it hasn't come up as necessary, so maybe soon it will. Uh, so you can write to marina.galana at gmail.com. Marina.galana at gmail.com. That's beautiful. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you, Marina. Thank you very Lots much. Love, Bye. It's been, a, it's been a delight. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. Hey, you could fly higher than the sky, shine brighter than the stars. You can live all you ever wanted. Oh